and talk about an appropriate song here on a spiritual birthday, New Wine Hillsong Worship. Good morning. It's Rise and Stein, David and Leanna. Ray Haynes is in teaching on the Feast of Tabernacles. If you just want to go to the Rise and Stein Facebook page and click on the link, you can follow along in the notes. And as Ray continues talking about what this day is and who God is to you. Because we want you to encounter Jesus. And, you know, when God makes these special, you know, invitations, it's like a birthday party. If David was to say, you know, my spiritual birthday, come over, let's celebrate, you would. Because, uh, and that's what Jesus has done. This is the Feast of Tabernacles. He wants to put a table filled with food in front of you. And if you really think about this, you're going to realize what exactly meal this is. But I just want you to ponder that for a little while. So Jesus goes to the festival of tabernacles on the seventh day during temple times willow branches were beaten against the pavement next to the great altar to symbolize the casting away of the nation's sins because that was all behind them now so at this time the people waved their lulavs their uh, palm branches while the levites chanted the hallel that's the psalms 113 118 now the name of this day the hosanna comes from the closing words of psalm 18 save now i beseech thee O lord blessed be he who comes in the name of the lord the seventh day became known as the Great Day. People developed special observances and traditions to mark this special day in Israel. The most spectacular of these, of course, was the water drawing ceremony. There was this parade of worshipers and flutists led by the priest to the Pool of Siloam. The priest, they have two golden pitchers. One's for wine. He fills the other with water from the pool. The flutes are playing, a choir is singing, Psalm 118. The whole procession goes back to the temple through the water gate, and a trumpet sounds as the priest enters the temple area, approaches the altar, there's two silver basins and he pours wine into one of the basins as a drink offering to the Lord and water from the pool of Siloam into the other. The ceremony was to thank God for the provision, well obviously of water, and to ask him to provide rain for the crops in the coming year. Today, we obviously take water for granted. We turn the tap and boom, water's there. Middle East during the first century, water was extremely scarce. The people were very much aware of their dependence on God for the rains that were so vital to the preservation of life. Well, the prophets saw rain as a symbol of salvation and the work of the Holy Spirit. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. In John 7, on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. So pouring out the water is precious to say, come quickly, Messiah. We trade everything for you. Mm. You are more precious. And so when he said this, the leaders, I mean, grew angry. A prophet does not come out of Galilee. Hmm. And, of course, they probably forgot Isaiah 9. There'll be no more gloom for those who are in darkness. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he'll honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Of those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And we're going to dig into that light in just a little bit, but Genesis 26, and speaking of digging, and Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father for the Philistines and stopped them after the death of Abraham. Also Isaac's servants dug in the valley, found a well of springing water there. 
Now, in Hebrew, the phrase springy water literally means living waters. So mm-hmm. the woman at the well with Jesus, you remember, mm-hmm. talking about the spring, that's living waters. They were having this conversation. Well, wells are the efforts of man's hard labor. I've never had to dig a well. I can't even imagine digging one over there in that rocky soil. Right. But springs come to you as a gift of God. You don't have to dig them. She knew there was no spring around. Uh, she lived there. He, she would have known. So he must be talking about prophecy. And so they began to have this conversation said, so, okay, you, you must be a prophet. So they point to the rock they carried in the desert that brought water whenever they ask it to. It was in Rephidim and Meribah. Jesus prophesied, and the lady recognized the promises of a future Moses. So she's going back in time. She's a Samaritan, so she knew the word. And with the story that she was remembering, Moses struck the rock. Uh, He first talked to it. Then the second time, God told him to speak to it. And this time he hit it with his his, uh, staff. Listen, you rebels, must we bring you water out of this rock? As a prophet, he condemned the Jews to rebel against the rock, in a sense. His anger prophesied the response to the rock of what they were about to do. Numbers 20, the Lord said to Moses, take the staff, you and your brother Aaron, gather the assembly together, speak to that rock before their eyes, and it'll pour out its water. You bring water out of the rock for the community so they and their livestock can drink. So when you're speaking to the rock, that is Jesus, we're talking about prayer. And one of the things that is about is just to really release the Jews from that captivity. They've been bound just in traditions. This Feast of Tabernacles, yeah, it's joy, but they don't have Jesus. And I tell you what, there's talk about tempering your joy. (laughs) It's just a tragedy. Mm -hmm. And Psalm 84, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. And that's a good thing. But blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. Mm. As they pass through the valley of Baca or weeping, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. And one of the things of the Feast of Tabernacles, I think it's just really important, just because it is that feast. It is, it's looking forward to when we're going to have the wedding supper of the Lamb with Jesus. And, and there's a generations and generations of people who know to celebrate the feast, but that don't know Jesus. And so it's that time also for praying for the Jews, praying and and longing and asking God to deliver them. Mm. Very important part. Yep. Somebody was praying for me. Amen. Mm -hmm. And uh, can't. (laughs) Changed everything. Mm -hmm. Yep. So somebody somebody needs to say uh, coming up next next <laughs> the, <laughs> lights we're going to be talking I, about digging lights I can't talk go to the Risenstein Facebook page <laughs> click on the link and follow along as Ray Haynes teaches on the Feast of Tabernacles. Oh!